way, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Bob Slider, come on down. I wish you were Johnny Olson. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. How did I do? Was I do? Was that not Johnny too- Olson would have been uh, would have been proud, Howard. Uh, you know, and and you hit it right on the money. Uh, that is one of the the goals that I had in life. Me too, believe it or not. Yeah, I, I wanted to go to California. Yes, but what I the the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to come on down, Howard. Absolutely, <laughs> and I did. I wanted to 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 shake. Bob Barker's hand. How cool would that have been? To, the hell with Drew Carey. They could fly me first class to California, and I wouldn't go on the prices right now. You know, Drew Carey is fine. I don't have a problem with him. But the comparison is is just not there. I mean, Bob Barker was the Price is Right. You're not the only guy with Principal Gene from Martin's Ferry. I'm telling you. they could, you they would could not put, shake I his would hand. not. I, they could put me up in uh, Beverly Hills. I would not go on the show because Bob Barker's not there. Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know what? Someday someday I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to pester them, Howard, kind of like you to hire me. I'm going to pester them, Howard, to put me on the show. I'm, I might blow it. I might bet a dollar and might blow it, but uh, I never got that chance. I always wanted to be uh, I always wanted to be Johnny Olson. I always wanted to be that guy, you know, Bob Slider, come on down. I just I, the, the announcer when I first thought about this business when I was a much younger kid, you know, there weren't really talk show hosts. I mean, there really weren't. I guess it was Johnny Carson and a few others. Uh, so I wanted to be the kind of guy who could do something. So I thought about it being an announcer. And for a long time, I wanted to be a game show host. It was the closest thing to being yourself and talking on television that I could think of before there were talk shows. So I just wanted to be a game show host. I thought that would be kind of kind of cool. It'd be real cool, and uh, he, he just made it so uh, so easy. He was a real natural. Now, let me ask you this, Howard. There's a question I've never asked you before. You were a little bit older than me. Do you remember the show Truth or Consequences? Oh, sure. Now, it was on – it was in, in syndication, so you, it might be on two or three different stations in the evening. So Bob Barker was really big in our household before The Price is Right. Same with you? Truth or Consequences also was a network. I think it was NBC. It, it started out that and then it eventually went into, into, uh, uh, into, uh, into syndication. But, yeah, Barker was – I think – I think Hugh Downs was the announce- – no, no, he did Concentration. Uh, anyways, yes, uh, I, I remember Truth or Consequences uh, uh, quite well. We're talking about this because Price is Right legend Bob Barker died Saturday of natural causes, 99 years old. Yes. There have been multiple jokes made this weekend. He hit 99 without going over 100. <laughs> you can't know, go over. Can't go over. So um, he was a radio host before he became the host of Truth or Consequences. He started Truth or Consequences. You want to guess what year? 50s? Early 50s? 56. Okay. 1956, he began Truth or Consequences. He stayed with that show, Truth or Consequences, until 1975. In 1972, he joined The Price is Right. Now, this was The Price is Right second version. You may remember there was a previous version of The Price is Right, which was hosted by Bill Collum. Now, 99% of you are going, what the hell are you talking about? Who are these shows and what are these people? Bill Collum hosted The Price is Right, and then they revived it with Bob Barker 
and it was a totally different kind of show when Bob Barker uh, took it. Barker uh, left in 2007, replaced by Drew Carey. Again, I don't have a problem with Drew Carey, but it's just not the same. He is not iconic like Bob Barker was. Yeah, I don't, I don't want any parts of Drew Carey. And you know what, Howard, all that is true. Bob Barker had a really, really long resume. But you know what was pretty cool? And there was allegations. He went to court. But he was romantically linked with uh, Barker's beauties. Yes. And, uh, you know, there was that uh, sexual harassment uh, suit. I believe her name was Diane Parkinson. She was oh, one of them. remember the, the name. Yeah, I, that's well, Jesus, exactly I saw him every day. And, and uh, I remember her name is because my grandfather loved her, you know. And she would be scattily clad sometimes in a, a yeah, bikini or something. And my grandfather really, really enjoyed her figure. And I was able to impress him after my grandmother had passed away. My grandfather and I was living together. I found a Playboy came out and she was on the cover. Whoa. And I was able to say right there, I know what you were thinking all those years. You were wondering. Now, <laughs> now, now the mystery know. is solved. <laughs> now and, you know the rest of the story. Absolutely, Paul Harvey. And he was, he was very, very happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the positive things that are going to be said about him, and all of them should be said about him, um, it is true. He had uh, there was scandal involved. Um, he clearly. What do I? How do I say this without sounding? He enjoyed the Barker's beauties. He was a ladies' man, and he proved yeah. that in court. He said, "Look, it was consensual. <laughs> there was no way." Now I don't know. But there were allegations. There was. And, and that, there you know, was. So it was a bit of a stain. Uh, probably. Well, I should say best. Name. He was well well known for being an animal rights activist. And that's why Have your pet, pet spayed or neutered. You know, at the ending of a show, everybody always tries to come up with something that's a really clever line. Bob Barker was always have your pet spayed and neutered as he closed off the show. Um, and I, th- one of the things I remember the most, do you remember the um, the movie Happy Gilmore when Very Bob Barker yes. and uh, Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler got into a, got into he a kissed, fight? Kicked his ass. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, Adam Sandler was. Uh, some of a hockey. Uh, help me with this. He was a big hockey. He was a guy. hockey player who also played golf. When they were playing golf, golf and and uh, with Bob Barker and Adam Sandler's character, you know, kind of disses Bob Barker, and Bob Barker just knocks him down, knocks him out. You know, the other thing again, where Gene kind of got us going on, you know, morals, and you know, I believe in this, and I'll, I'll show you how much I believe in it. Also remember, Howard, Bob Barker was the host of not only the Miss USA, but also I think it was the Miss World. Uh, and, and he said, look, I don't want to do this anymore because of the fur issues. He, he said, no, oh, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Because they would come out in one of the, the segments. They would come out in mink, mink right. coats, I believe. Right. And he said, either cut that out or you're going to find a new host. And they, they found a new host. They found a new host. Now, with the death of Bob Barker, he died at the age of 99 yesterday, uh, not yesterday, but up. Oh, over the weekend, Saturday, I think it was. Natural causes, not 99, it would be natural causes. Um, the oldest living game show host now is, do you know who it is? Well, you told me earlier. Someone from Wheeling. Yes. Wheeling Native. Spent, some, spent a lot of time here in Wheeling. Peter Marshall, who was back here not all that long ago to perform with the Wheeling Symphony at some kind of the uh, Wheeling, Wheeling Steel Review Part 2 or something like that. But he was back here with that. I always get a kick out of this because I ask you, uh, what is Peter Marshall's uh, given last name, Howard? Lecoq. That's it. Very good. Peter Lecoq. Very good, Howard. (laughs) So uh, Peter Marshall, now the oldest, uh, Wheeling native, the oldest living talk show host. Who do you think was the greatest talk show host, not talk show, game show host of all time? Again, I think everybody's playing for second place. I think Bob Barker just made it 
so easy, and he was so beloved, not in the way maybe a Richard Dawson was with the ladies, but, geez, my, my grandmother worshipped him. I mean, that, that show was on every day. She was going to watch it because of Bob Barker. Was it a good show? Yes, it was, but she watched, I imagine, just like most women from coast to coast, Howard, because of Bob Barker. They loved Bob Barker. Yeah, I mean, he really made that, made that, made that show work. I, I think of all of the older talk show hosts, the, the classic talk show hosts, and there were a lot of good ones. Remember, again, much of our audience, Bob, probably doesn't remember the... They're going to talk show the or game show. Of, what the hell's that? Yeah, the heydays of the game probably show. Probably the one they, they would remember, and he was Canadian, and he just passed away here not too long ago, was Alex Trebek. I, I would say he was he was up there, too. I don't put him right there next to Bob Barker, but he's, he's pretty close. Well, I, I think I would I would actually put Trebek as the greatest. I, I would not quarrel with Bob Barker. I'm, I'm, I don't dispute that he is among them. It's certainly one of one or two. Uh, I think Alex Trebek, uh, I think he actually lasted longer uh, on, on Jeopardy. Uh, he was just a different kind of, uh, of game show host. Most of the contemporary game show hosts, just there aren't a lot of them left anymore, game shows left. But you have things like you know Jimmy Fallon, who does the Tonight Show. Uh, it's kind of like a second gig almost. He does it. Meredith Vieira does... Um, well, she used to do the the, the uh, uh, oh the thing Regis Philbin did um, uh, call a lifeline. What was that show? Remember, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, Mar- who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, Meredith Vieira did a syndicated version of that. She's doing something else now. Every once in a while, I see it on TV. Um, there just aren't a lot, in my opinion, of good talk show game show hosts out there anymore. Howard, I think he was. Uh you know, pegged as a, a little bit of a weirdo. Maybe that's why I have his autographed picture in my office. Uh, Richard Dawson, you know, he, he was creepy, but he, but he made his mark, Howard. He made, he made it pretty smooth, survey says. Family Feud had multiple hosts over the years, and Dawson is the one that really raised Family Feud up out of the Again, back in those days, game shows were four, five, six a day, right? I mean, you... you all right day. after another. Yeah. It never, never stopped. And the other one that I enjoyed, and I think the host really made a difference, was Match Game. Remember when Match Game came out and it was See, risque? He, was one of, he is one Gene of my, Rayburn. He's one of my... To- I made a list last night of some of the top ones. Gene Rayburn's um, at the top. Not the top, but he's at the top. He was born to be a game show host. You know, he just, he was smooth. He, he never got flustered. No matter what happened, he was in control. He had that microphone in front of him, like Richard Dawson, like Bob Barker. They had a prop there, their microphone. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, those guys are at the top of the list. Yeah, Gene, Ro- Gene Rayburn was, uh, and the match game was kind of a, of a fun game. Um Family Feud, I, I do like Steve Harvey on The Family Feud. I mean, it, it He's pretty intense, but watch my, my wife and I watch the Family Feud in the evenings. That one of the channels runs like five, six in a row right around dinner time. We do watch that occasionally. I think Steve Harvey did a good job too, uh, probably better than Richard Dawson. But Dawson again was the one, as you said, Bob. All the just game show one, game show two, game show three. You know who knows what, what, what. And then Dawson raised that Family Feud up by his. Quirky character. Should we call it quirky? Can we call it quirky? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's too kind because, you know, Bob Barker was the welping, welcoming, welcoming embrace. You know, I think I think Richard Dawson was trying to get in her pants, and I don't think he, <laughs> he, he led anything to the imagination there. Well, he certainly – I don't know if he tried to real or realistically or not, but he certainly – Looked like it. He certainly was – that's what he was doing on uh, on the show. Probably the grandfather, as, as I think back now – in the really, really early days, even into radio and then the early days of TV, there were people like Groucho Marx was a game show host. 
Bet your life. Yep. So uh, I was like, who do you trust? But you're right. It was it was you bet your life. That's exactly right. Uh, and there were there was who do you trust? And I've got a secret. And Gary Moore, and some of those old older folks of the con- the more contemporary. Okay. So we, we talk about the golden age with like Groucho Marx and, and uh, Gary Moore and those things. Then you went through the the next big era of game show hosts. Probably the grandfather of them all of those guys was Bill Collum. Uh, he did The Price is Right. I'm trying to think what else. He did two or three different shows. You know what Bill Collum's strange characteristic was? Well, he had bad eyesight. He was is, colorblind. It, is that what it was? was I know he had, he had – and so that probably – you know, he wasn't the good-looking guy that Richard Dawson and Bob Barker was. So probably wasn't nearly as appealing to the women – because he just wasn't a good-looking guy, and he and he his glasses looked like Coke bottles. I remember you couldn't see his face because his glasses was in the way. But and he was smooth. But he, he was very smooth. He yeah. didn't have the he, he had the personality. He had the charm. He just didn't have the the look to go with it. And I don't know how many people remember that a guy who went on to become a big news star, host of the Today Show among other things, Hugh Downs. Hugh Downs did concentration. If you were a kid of my era and you were homesick with the flu or something, you had chicken noodle soup and concentration at noon with you down. So, I got another name for you. Do you remember Wink Martindale? I do. Yeah, I he do. was right in there. I think he jumped around a couple of uh, shows, but he was pretty smooth. Uh, Colum, Rayburn, Martindale, probably many others. These three come right to mind since you mentioned Wink. They all were radio hosts, disc jockeys. Who moved into the game show thing? Two more for you, who I know probably started the same way. These two were the first ones I can remember as a as a, a toddler. I remember seeing these two on TV. You know where I'm going with this? I do not. And they were really really popular shows at the time. Bob Eubanks for the Newlywed. Oh game, yeah, yeah, the Newlywed. And game. Jim Lang from the, the dating, dating game. game. <laughs> Again, two former disc jockeys. Those were those were yeah, and they were both former disc jockeys. Those are two weird shows. You know, they were they were shows they. Of their era. They were game shows, but they weren't like the other game shows, you know. The dating game was always a little little weird. I always wondered why they picked that guy, you know. Um, and, of course, the classic newlywed game clip that you always see is when, uh, who was it, um, the host? Bob Eubanks. Bob Eubanks. Eubanks asked one of the couples, um, where is the strangest place you've ever had sex? And the woman said, do you remember what the woman said? I do, Howard. You want to tell us what it was? I don't, Howard. In the butt. (laughs) A classic newlywed game show moment. Uh, Anyways, if you want to just text me your thoughts on uh, who were the greatest game show hosts of all time. And maybe I'm missing some today. Steve Harvey, I give a lot of credit to. Alex Trebek is still a contemporary, even though he's passed away. Um, I just don't think we have. Well, Pat Sajak, I guess that's a game show. I don't, I don't like Pat Sajak. He's so he's off the list. Howard hates him. My, Put him off the list. In my mind, I'm glad he's retired. Chuck Woolery will take, but Pat Sajak, no way. <laughs> right. And, uh, Sajak, I'm glad he's retired. See y'all. Take Vanna with you. Go away. Um, who, who's taking over that show? We, there's somebody. I think they're still trying to work it Ryan Seacrest? Well, they announced him, but I think he's had some issues, and I think they're still in court with Vanna. She's going, she's going kicking she and insist- screaming hard. Yeah, she's, yeah, jeez. Anyway, if you want to text us, 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack auction service a text line, or you can call in for that matter, 304-232-8255. Uh, whom do you think were, was the or among the greatest game show hosts of all time? Now, this is an old-time thing. 
old-timers will have a bigger list to choose from. But I really would like to hear from any of you folks who think that some of the current crop of game show hosts are really that good. I watch something. I don't even know what these shows are anymore. Uh, every once in a while, I'm home in the afternoon. We're just skimming the channels. And between NCIS and uh, Major Crimes, we pop on something. Uh, as I said, um, Jimmy Fallon was hosting some kind of a stupid show the other day. We're up against it. I'll be real quick. But I, I forgot one, too. And you probably did, too. This guy was very, very scandalous. He made a comeback. Had a very, very popular game show. Know where I'm going with this? No. Chuck Berry, he was right in oh, the yeah, middle yeah, 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 of the, yeah. the cheating scandal. Chuck no, Chuck Barris was the uh, the wacky guy. Chuck right. Chuck Berry was the host of, and he got he got caught up in the scandal, the 21 scandal. Okay, I don't remember. Chuck well, Barris was the producer of the Gong the, Show. The Gong Show, yeah, yes. exactly. That's but what Chuck I was Berry was the host who got caught up in that. Him and his uh, his producer, I think it was Dan Enright. I think that that was the name of his producer. They both lost their jobs in the 21 scandal. And then he resurfaced with, you used to use that uh, that music, however, the Joker's Wild. Yeah, that used to be the, my theme song was the yeah. Joker's Wild. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure the guy's name was Jack Barry. I'm Could pretty be. sure. All right, all right. Yeah, that was my, that was the very first theme song I ever used way back in the 1970s when See I first started. See if I could find that. Uh, I used the Joker's Wild, and I, I use it again. Yeah, four or five years ago for a little period of time. It, it just has a little bump to it. Bump, 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 bump. All right, 841. You said we're up against it, but here's the truth of the matter is we got nothing else special to do. All right, don't sweat it then. We got, we got, <laughs> listen, you know, I'm not sure that Brad McElhinney really wants to be with us anymore. I, I don't, you know, Brad has been a frequent guest on this show. We get him on at least once a week, usually from Metro News, and we talk about the legislature, we talk about Governor Justice, and we talk about the, the campaign, Senate campaign, Governor's campaign, and so on. Uh, Brad is one of the easiest guys, traditionally, for me to work with. I just, I will send him sometimes, I will send him a text before I go to sleep and say, you won't get this until morning, but if you can join me at 7.15, just call in. And he always does, because Brad is about the most nice, amenable guy you can possibly get. Yesterday, I wanted him to come on to talk about um, a story that we will talk about. We will talk about Jim Justice needs more time to file his financial disclosure forms for the Senate race. I thought that was a good story. You want to come in and talk about that? And he, does this sound like a legitimate excuse to you? Oh, I wish I could, but I have a sick cat I have to take to the veterinarians at 8.30. I mean, that doesn't sound like a real legitimate excuse to me. Well, it's kind of borderline. It's it's better than, hey, I, I'm going to wash my car during that time. I, I, can't, I can't be bothered. <laughs> so I'm beginning to think, is he tiring of joining the show? I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. But, uh, yeah, that was a – I've never had an ex- – usually Brad and, and even will say, well, I didn't – you know, I've got something to do, but I'll rearrange things. I'll work it out. Nah, I got a sick cat. I got to take it to the veterinarian. So, anyway, so we have a lot of time to talk about things. 18 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show uh, for a uh, uh, Monday. And listen, if you're, I want to put this on the record. I mean that literally on the record. Um, if you are listening to this in our podcast version, I forgot to start the recording. At the top of this hour, I put every hour up. You can go to watchdognetwork.com. You can catch every day's show, hour number one, hour number two, hour number three. You can listen to it on your own convenience. I um, I forgot to start the uh, – so if you are listening on the podcast, we started midstream. You missed a great story by Gene. Sorry about that. It's gone forever. It is no longer part of our recordings. But if you're listening, this will be a short version of the Watchdog Morning Show, hour number two. All right, 17 till the hour. Taylor is here.
I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 28th. Residents in one local city may notice disruption to their water service. The city of St. Clairsville will complete a long-awaited switch to newly installed permanent water lines under I-70. Officials say the city will shut down the water treatment plant at approximately 6 p.m. tonight to allow the temporary lines to be disconnected and the permanent lines to be hooked up. Two 12-inch water valves in front of the water treatment plant will also be replaced. The expected completion date is 8 a.m. tomorrow. Once the service has been restored, there will be a 48-hour boil order in effect. And some new details this morning. An electrical issue is believed to be the cause of a fire Saturday at the Samus Power Plant in Stratton. No one was injured as a result of the blaze. Officials believe the cause of the fire was due to a blown breaker. Multiple emergency crews on both sides of the river responded to the fire. Stay with 7 News for the very latest. And the city of St. Clairsville is already gearing up for sleigh bells and stockings as they prepare for the annual parade with the help of their sponsor, WVU Medicine. The season will be in full swing by the time the floats get rolling, which will be in early December rather than before Thanksgiving, as in previous years. WVU Medicine will be involved with Wheeling's festivities as well, since they want to show the cities in their backyard that they're connected with more than just their health. You can watch the parade live on WTRF the afternoon of December 3rd. And the memory of lost loved ones live in our minds forever, but not all of us put their memories towards helping others in life. But that's the mission of two who formed Angel Addicts after losing several relatives to addiction in the past few years. Their annual dinner at Steubenville's Life Event Center this weekend gave 100% of their profits to treatment centers. The two also sell jewelry and keychains for their recovery process. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, 
moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Dozens of the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Temperature is moving up. 60 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 63 at the Highlands. Man, it's hot in my backyard. 69 degrees in Elm Grove and 61 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It's going to be a sunny and dry day today. High around 80 degrees tomorrow. Pretty much the same. Both days you might see a few clouds kind of mixing in, but pretty much a couple of great days. Wednesday. Same thing, temperature dropping a little bit down to the mid-70s. We'll go to a couple of days of mid-70s weather before we kick back up into the 80s over the uh, weekend. Um, (laughs) A Russian TV host was talking about the presidential election in this country over the weekend. And I I just couldn't help it. It's a lengthy article that I came across, but I couldn't help pulling this part out. Evgenji Popov is a Russian TV host on one of their national news networks. And they were talking about the different candidates that were running for president here. And, of course, uh, the debate, they were talking about the debate uh, here in this country between the GOP candidates without Donald Trump over the weekend. Uh, Evgeny Popov said, we should take a closer look at this Mr. Ramaswamy. Now listen to this next sentence, Bob. The last time we installed President Trump for the Americans... But our bet didn't quite work out. Why not try it again? Let's give another try and see how Ramaswamy will perform in case Trump doesn't manage to win the post of president. Wait a minute. He said on national TV, the last time we installed President Trump for America. For all of you who say there was no Russian collusion, the Russians right there just said they tried to install, or they did install President Trump. And even the Russians said, oh, he is no good, no good. Did not work. Did not work. Trump didn't work out, so let's try Ramaswamy because, among other things, he's even further to the right than Donald Trump. But lengthy piece in Slate magazine on some of the thoughts of the Russians about our, our election, but I found that one to be particularly interesting. The last time we had installed President Trump for the Americans, but our bet didn't quite work out. Later in the show, apparently somebody else said, uh, we do not say that out loud. So late in the show, he said, by the way, I was just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> didn't mention Joe Biden. I just, no, didn't mention that. No, I don't think they wanted to install Joe Biden. It, it, they were they were in for, in for Trump, you know, but Ramaswamy, I don't know. I don't know. Um, tomorrow, our old friend Matt Robeson is going to come in. There's a lot of Trump stuff going to happen today. Um, two separate hearings involving indictments against Trump will take place today. One of them has to do with when the trial will be held. Bob, you and I have talked a lot about Timing is going to be critical in this whole thing. When will the trials be held? That's not the trial, the multiple trials. When will they be held? Uh, in Georgia, the, they, the, the prosecutor wants it held, geez, I think like by the end of this year. 
uh, Trump wants it held in 2026, two and a half years from now. Uh, there's going to be a ruling. It'll be somewhere in between. I'm sure that comes down today. And also, and this is really, really important, it's not a Trump request, but Mark Meadows, his former chief of staff, who is also his, um, um, uh, is one of his co-indicted conspirators, uh, is asking a federal judge to move this case out of Georgia and into the federal court system. That is really, really important because if it's in the federal court system and if Trump ever gets elected again, he would then be able to throw the whole thing out. But if it stays in the state court system, he has no control over it. So those two things are going to be talked about today. And then um, the other thing that Matt Robles and I will talk about tomorrow is the issue of the 14th Amendment. There's more and more talk about the 14th Amendment, which does say that anyone who commits, and I'm this is not the quite phrase, so anyone who tries to overthrow the government uh, is, can never run for office again. Uh, several legal scholars, many of them conservatives, are saying that that could come into play, that Trump could be disqualified uh, because of the 14th Amendment. Matt and I will talk about that tomorrow. Do you have somebody there? Uh, they dropped off. Oh, they went away. All right. No Phone line open, 304-232-8255. It's 8 before the hour. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Monday edition of the show, it's finally game week. Get ready for college football. Also, we'll take a look back at a busy sports weekend with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Chef Paul Smith will be here at 4 o'clock, and Carl Lee, the former NFL All-Pro defensive back, joins me in studio at 5. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Every weeknight at 6 p.m., join the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi, on The Watchdog. Tony informs and entertains WVU fans with the latest Mountaineer sports news. If it happens in the world of gold and blue, Tony knows about it and shares it with you. Sportsline, weeknights at 6 on The Watchdog. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. 
We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. Now, there the is there is a different version of this song. Uh, I don't know that Bob could find it fast enough. Uh, this is Charlie Daniels, of course. There is a song that says, uh, a country star went down to Wheeling, went to play some golf, went to look for a man named Gene, and uh, ended up with uh, Doc Huffrider. It's, it's something like that, something like that. There's a there's a new version. Have you found that yet? Did you find that version yet? It tells the story. I'm looking for it. It Howard. tells us. Yeah, we got the whole thing. We got the whole thing. Uh, our buddy Gene uh, told us the story of his uh, Charlie Daniels uh, uh, meeting. And burning of the check that Charlie sent in earlier this morning. Four before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Governor Justice, of course, running for U.S. Senate. And not technically because he hasn't filed, but he has announced that he's going to run for the U.S. Senate. When you announce for the Senate, you are required to file a financial disclosure form with the Senate. Now, this is not... The same thing as the Federal Election Commission. Those are separate reports. But the Senate says if you're going to run for the Senate, you're going to file a financial disclosure form. So, And that's for members of the Senate and for candidates who are running. Justice has now had 121 days since he first announced running for the Senate, or 103 days since his Senate financial report was passed due. So he's 103 days overdue, even having been given an extension on his, uh, on his deadline. When he announced he was running, he said, well, I can't get the report done in time. So they gave him an extension. But that extension expired last week, and it still isn't done. His campaign uh, staff, uh, campaign manager, I guess it is, Roman Stauffer, says, Governor Justice is not a career politician. He started over 400 businesses. His family's business employed thousands of West Virginians. Uh, and the nature of the business is so broad, so complex, that it, it's hard to do this report. Now, here's a couple things that go through my mind. First place I want to question, Governor Justice, not a career politician. Yeah, I get that he hasn't been a politician all his life, but he is now eight years as governor. I think you can, you can no longer say you're not a politician. He's got eight years as governor. He's running for Senate. So I, 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 that, he's not a career politician, I think, doesn't really hold water anymore. I appreciate the fact that he had complex businesses, but what does it say that if he can't and his staff can't even get his own financial report put together, if he's going to run for the U.S. Senate, doesn't a senator have to have a better handle on finances and stuff than, than this? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just asking questions here. I'm not necessarily throwing aspersions, but uh, I, I'm, I'm just asking questions. I think by now he would try to get it done. The because answer I have for you, Howard, I wouldn't want him owing me or my company money. I'll tell you that. Well, and that's the bigger question here. And I just am asking questions. And I'm not throwing aspersions. He, it, it's so complex he can't fill out his report. Or does his report show how poor he is that he doesn't want to make it public? Is that part of the issue? Because the 
image of Jim Justice as the billionaire businessman. Now, everybody knows he's not a billionaire anymore, but the gigantic, successful businessman, richest man in the state, blah de blah de blah de blah de blah de blah If the report comes in, it's kind of like Donald Trump, you know. If the, if the numbers come out, if he has to file this report, and it turns out that uh, basically he owes everybody everything he has, is that going to not look good for a Senate race? I don't have answers to the questions. I just ask the questions. ABC's covering the world right now here at 9 o'clock. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out the 